When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Unbreakable Latina. <laughs> Hi guys, welcome back to Unbreakable Latina. I'm here with my good friend, Vidi. Vidi and I met at work. Hi, Vidi. Hi, I think you meant to say best friend. Oh, I'll take sorry. good friend, it's fine. <laughs> Well, my bestie. Uh, Vidi and I met at work. I remember the first day that I was at work and they told me I was going to observe different tasks. And they sat me behind this girl and she just kept typing away with her little nails like... <laughs> and she did not turn back and ask me anything about myself. Like, she was like, not like, welcome here. And I was like, dang, this girl really hates her job. And I just thought, this girl's kind of mean. And then months went by, never, I mean, I saw her in her cubicle, never talked to her again until we, I, we got transferred to the front counter, right? Yep. Do you remember when we realized we were going to be best friends? Yeah, it was over pizza. <laughs> Rico's Pizza. If you don't know, Melina and I sort of grew up around the same area, sort of, for like a brief moment in time. Um, but we know that area where we grew up in Imbel. And it was Rico's Pizza that brought us together. Yeah, and it was I don't, just like I don't remember the conversation was. I was like, "Oh yeah, I have this like pizza place that I that I love, and it's in Bell." And you're like, "Bell? I grew up in Nobody Bell. Nobody knows where Bell is." Yeah, and then we we're like, "Rico's Pizza." We both said it at the same time, and that's when I knew we were meant to be friends. The rest is history. And then what happened? I think I, I don't know. Like we just we we sat, we literally worked next to each other, so we had to see each other every day. We had to talk, and we had to get through the days. But um, I remember that I you gave me your phone number, right? Yes. But like I don't. It was because this guy at the window came up, and he was trying his best to get out of a ticket, and he kept telling me, "You're so beautiful, you're so beautiful," and I'm like, uh-huh, "Okay." We hear it all all day, every day. It's every day, we're I'm beautiful. Make it out. And um, and I think that was when we exchange phone numbers, and you're like, "I'll text you." I'm like, "Okay," and you text me. You're like. Hey, beautiful, this is my number. And I was like, who is this creep? You're like, oh my God, my husband's going to find out. And you're like, oh my God, that sounded creepy. It's me, Melina. And then the rest is history. (laughs) So today we wanted to discuss guilt trips in Latino culture. So Vidi, what's your experience with guilt trips in your life? So I, of course, grew up in a typical Mexican household. Mom and dad, dad worked. Mom didn't work for a little bit, but then she went back into the workforce. Um, but there was a lot of guilt tripping going on. And I think us now as adults see it more than we did as kids because it was just so common for us. Um, but one of the things that I remember the most is my mom used to always say, do it for your dad. Your dad would love to do this. Your dad would be so proud if you did that. And it would just, it would just annoy me so much when she would say it. And of course, she'd guilt me. And then I'd do whatever she wanted me to do. Example. In ninth grade, she wanted me to play soccer. 
or my dad wanted me to play soccer. So I joined, uh, I tried out for the soccer team and it was a whole week of tryouts. I got to the last day and I was just so miserable because I did not want to play soccer. I'm not that Mexican kid that loves to play soccer, never did, but I did it because, quote unquote, my dad wanted me to. Guilt trip. Yep. So the last day of tryouts, I had about, I just had it. And I told the coach, I'm not trying out no more. He's like, why? And and I'm like, because I don't want to play. And he's like, okay, well, you would have made the team. And I was like, okay, that's great. Walked home after tryouts. And even before my mom had a chance to ask me, how were tryouts? I started crying crying and i was like i don't want to play soccer i never did i just did this is horrible and she didn't say a word and that was like the first moment of me trying to break that guilt trip cycle because i was like nope not having it it was just so normalized like in our culture like everything's like oh tu papá quieres yep like if you don't do this, what is your family going to say? Mm-hmm. Si no vas al bautizo, like, que van a decir? Yep. That you don't love your family? Exactly. Isn't that terrible? It How, is. Like, well, recently, Vidi and I started, like, talking about this. Like, hey, it feels so good to say no. Yeah. And what, we're in our 30s? <laughs> like, it took 30s. I mean, not the ages, but yes. Yes. <laughs> but it took us this long to realize it. And, and why do you think that, that our parents that against us like do you think that they grew up like that and that's I, I how- think I think the generations past that's how that's what happens it, it it probably doesn't only happen in you know the Mexican culture it's probably happened in all cultures but uh with us I just I I saw it growing up you know in generations past with my grandma and her kids and probably with my grandma and her and her family so um I think for us now that we see it, we're trying our best to to break that break those to cycles. break that cycle of guilt. Definitely. So for me, I remember getting guilt tripped by my mom to going to church. Okay. She would be like, "Oh, tenemos que ir a la iglesia," and I'd be like, "But why doesn't my dad have to go?" And she would be like, "No, don't argue with me." And she would get so mad to the point where, like, me and my brother would be like, "We don't want to go to church. We don't believe in religion, and we don't do this." Ugh. And we were little. We were so, like, I think I might have been, like, I don't know, like, like eight, and my brother was, like, in his teens, maybe, like, 15, and she would get so upset, and she'd be like, they, when I was younger, like, my grandmother would always go to church, and I wouldn't fight her, and I wouldn't do this, but for me, like, from my understanding of doing my, like, first communion and everything, maybe I was a little older, but my understanding was, like, mom and dad get married by church my parents weren't even married by church so it just (laughs) felt like like even being so little isn't that crazy that I was so tiny and I still knew that what we were trying to pretend to be we weren't right and I'm like why doesn't dad have to go to church or once my brother got old enough to like refuse to go like my mom couldn't physically make him go (laughs) like he stopped going and I'd be like why doesn't he have to go and it would make me feel crappy because I felt like, but at the same time, I stood up for myself and I was so tiny. I felt bad for my mom because I was a little rebel <laughs> since I was young. Middle child. Middle. Don't start with me. I'm just saying. Just because. Just proving the point. <laughs> no, but, but she would guilt trip me into going to church because she said like, mi abuelita me llevaba a la iglesia and blah, blah, blah and this. And now as an adult, 
I remember the last time, even she made me do my confirmation. And you yeah. know you're in high school already. I was 17. <laughs> it's so bad. But I remember telling my mom, like, all the girls that go to that church are going to end up pregnant. Dude. Two years later, most of the girls that I went to church with ended up pregnant. Wow. And I told my mom, I told you. And I think my mom now, like, she, she obviously she still has her religion, but she doesn't follow it like, you know, like she used right. to. And and I tell her, like, I, I don't want to go to church. Like, I, I believe in God, but I don't believe in religion and not the religion that you taught me. Right. And it, it's just, like, it's expected for you to have the same religious beliefs as growing right. up. Were you baptized Catholic? Yes. Yeah, I was baptized, baptized. too. I went to a First Communion. Right. I did my confirmation, so if anybody wants to marry me, I could get married by church, but I don't <gasps> believe in it. Secret. <laughs> But yeah, that was like a huge guilt trip growing up. So at some point, me and Vidi were working together side by side. Side by side. Um, I'm not gonna disclose what we did, but whatever. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to get fired. But we were working side by side, and we would have these therapy sessions. We were both going through it, and it's so nice to have a friend and a coworker that like you get so close to your coworkers. Like I'm like, Damn. you get more close to your coworkers in your own family. Well, you see them more. Because we're there eight hours, nine hours a day together. Like, wait. <laughs> so, remember? So, I wear glasses. <laughs> okay. And I was trying to put contacts on, and I told Vidi, like, how do you put these things on? So, según yo, like, I had put my contacts in, right? Yeah. Did I come with my contacts in, and then it fell so off? So, she decided she's going to get contacts because she wears glasses. So, if you ever saw a picture of Melina before 2020 without glasses on, chances are she was blind. She couldn't <laughs> <That's> see. <great. laughs> because she never chances wore is, contact. Is, uh, she was uh, she 2010. Was <laughs> she couldn't even see you. Um, so, she decided she was going to try to wear contacts at work. So, for 20 minutes, I saw her stick her finger in her eye <laughs> and have the contacts fall out i'm like girl i'll handle these customers you do what you gotta do with a little little tiny mirror trying to put contacts in her eye this this was like a one and done occurrence i don't think she ever wore contacts ever again i did once and i was driving (laughs) and they got so dry that it popped off (laughs) so yeah (laughs) now i'm just blind or um I wear my glasses and I I hate it. But I'm gonna go get LASIK. Okay. I have my consult uh, consult consult consultation <laughs> on Wednesday, so we'll avoid the blindness. Anyways, so we got super close and one day I don't know why we were talking about like our traumas probably. Yeah. And what it our traumas we... that we suddenly discovered that we had. Yeah, suddenly we were like, Why do I say yes to everything? And why do people make me feel bad? This was a turn of this was January 2020, and we were, was it January 2020? No, it was before. Oh, before then. I don't know. We were we, there together. Yeah. Yeah. And we said, oh, you know what? This is it. This is going to be the year of self-care. We're not going to say yes to everything. We're going to start saying no. Yeah. And it's been very liberating to say no. And I even told you this a couple of days ago. I was just like, wow, saying no has made me have so much freedom. And then people get shocked when I say no now. Or I'll be like, oh, let's do this. And then they'll be like, yeah, but this time. And I'll be like, oh, that doesn't work for me. We could reschedule. How have you <laughs> gone about starting to say no and not letting people guilt trip you? 
Oh, gosh. I think for me, it actually started back in 2016 um, through some instances with some friends. Um, friends, quote, yeah, unquote. quote, unquote. And that's when it started because with one incident, <clears throat> maybe we'll talk about it next time, but with one incident, I just, it took so much of me to say no because I knew that telling this person no meant the end meant, of your friendship. Not the end of the friendship, but it just meant it was a turning point. Because there's people that always want you to be like, this is who you are. This is what, how I like you to be. So stay like that if you want things to stay the same. And um, I wasn't doing that no more. I told my husband, Johnny, shout out, babe. <laughs> he's going to be like, he's gonna be so, don't, don't talk about, bad about him because he's going to sue me. He's going to sue me. Um, <clears throat> and I told him, we're not. We're not going to be those people anymore. We're not going to say yes to things that we don't want to do, you know? And if it means angering people, even friends, family, that's what we're going to do. And that's what we've done because even friends will guilt you. Oh, yeah. All the, like, I'm pretty sure you've had friends guilt you. I've had friends guilt me so much in the past 15 years that I'm like, I'm not doing it. Like, you never want to go anywhere. You never want to do this. And even like dating now, like, Guys would be like, oh, like, you only have this day available? And I'm like, yes, like, I have a podcast to run. <laughs> it's like, okay. No, but, I like, I work Monday through Friday. I have to find time to go work out. I have to get, find time to, you know, self-care, do right. everything, pay my bills, make my bed, clean my restroom. I recently, as of a few days ago, I hired a housekeeper. You know how many people have housekeepers and I right, never knew? Right. And for a split second, I had that guilt. I, and it's a, it was a split second of, in my mind, hearing all the people say, you have a housekeeper? You can clean. I'm like, just get a bunch of, like, your cleaning products and just take the time to clean. Which when? When do we have time to clean? The 30 minutes that you have in between breathing. Exactly. <laughs> like, am I supposed to clean in my sleep? Like, what yeah. am I supposed to do? Um, cause we work, you know, you're yeah, doing your podcast you and your husband work. Yeah. And I want to do some things on my own, you know, and there's no time for it There's because <laughs> what are we doing on the weekend? We're, we're cleaning on the weekend. We're grocery shopping. Grocery shopping. We're going to target. We're, uh, running, running the errands, errands that you can't do during the weekday or because even just things trying, close. <laughs> yeah. Or even trying to have fun. Like there's no, there's not enough time. There's not. If we had an extra time, extra day off of work. If we only worked four days instead of five, oh, trust, that one day would be dedicated to do all that. And even then, I would feel like, <clears throat> excuse me, <laughs> like that date would be just to do absolutely nothing because all the other days are so busy. Like, exactly. And, and that goes back to guilt tripping. Yeah. Like I, let's say like your family's having a party and you've had like a terrible week at work and you still have to get something done. And you're like, I would love to see you guys. And I know life is short and you should go see your family. But sometimes you just don't have the energy, exactly. especially with our job. We we're with around people twenty four seven all day. So sometimes, like I don't even want to go to the store after work. That's that's why I go to the gym in the morning, and I prefer in the morning because there's not a big crowd. You know, yeah. it's like the dedicated. We no. make it out. Okay. I mean, I'm I, I, I wake up at three thirty for the gym, but whatever. Oh, <laughs> you inspire me. <laughs> You really do, because sometimes I'm like, if she can wake up at three thirty, I can wake up at five. <laughs> but because again. I have to come home. Cook. Granted, my husband uh, does starts dinner. Uh, don't roll your eyes. 
<laughs> just giving him a shot. Sorry. Oh. What do you want? Oh, it's because Christmas is coming. Okay. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Babe, I want my MacBook Pro's exhibit. Whatever. Um, but yeah, I get home and he has dinner started, you know, or so even you guys done. help each other out. Right. But but once he's done doing his part, he's like, okay, Here, it's all you yours. <laughs> so of course I have to clean. And then once I'm done cleaning, I feed the dogs. Once the dogs are done eating, I'll pick up whatever I need to do. And then by that time, I'm like, I have to go outside to play with my dogs. And then when that's done, I come in and set everybody up to go to sleep. And where does where does the VD time come in there? It doesn't. You don't even have time to read. I don't and have you time love to read. I love reading. So it's just, yesterday I was stuck in traffic for an hour and a half. On your way home? On my way home. Oh. Luckily, my cleaning lady, shout out, shout out Doña Mari, <laughs> was there at my house cleaning. And when I came home, Alina, let me tell you, walking in and just like the house smelled so good it was everything was clean she took it was the first day that she had gone to my house so it took her about four three and a half hours to do everything um but they did everything and like i said when i first thought the idea of hiring someone the mexican guilt came into me like no like what are you doing like you can do it like save yourself the money and then in the second, I was like, no, no, I have the means to do it. It's and, really nice. and we just have to normalize like that. We don't have to do what everybody else is doing. And you could do your own thing and feel okay about yeah, doing that. Definitely. The, going back to like the boundaries episode, I don't have a relationship with my dad anymore. And I remember his family guilt tripping me. Not everybody, but a certain people in his family were like, that's your dad. Like, how can you be like that towards him? And I'm like, it is my dad. I love my dad, but I cannot maintain this relationship anymore. And I remember my mom getting messages and saying, like, Melina is grossera. Like, she said this, and I can't believe that, and this and that. And at some point, it made me upset because I was just like, nobody asked, how do you feel, Melina? Everybody's saying, like, oh, you're mean because you're cutting off people and it's still your dad. Right. And it goes back to me trying to break that intergenerational trauma. I don't want a relationship with someone who causes harm in my life and pain and stress. Like, I'm tired of being stressed. I'm tired of being that strong person. Like, I want to be weak for once. (laughs) (laughs) So I just think that um, being... In this generation, with uh, our parents being the previous generation that was more closer to the, I guess, Hispanic traditions and guilt trips and everything. And not questioning anything. Yeah, I think we're just, we're we're starting to break these generational curses that have just been going on in our families. Um, and I think that's why we have it a little bit tougher. Um, we could have had it easy and just complied with everything and just been like oh that's fine just go through our lives being guilt trip but i think you and me we're sort of the same person in different ways yeah we balance each other out you're the yin to my yang Ah, the pozole to my rabat johnny don't get jealous he's not he doesn't get jealous um i've tried to make him jealous he doesn't get jealous um try harder (laughs) but yeah i think because it gets lonely let me tell you, oh, it, it gets does. lonely when you are doing your own thing. 
It really does. And you'll see it. You'll start losing friends. Family won't talk to you because you're not doing what they want you to do. You're not complying with what they want. With the Mexican, you know, traditions or the Mexican, you know, um, just... The norms. The norms, yeah, that they... Oh, you, we forgot to talk about one thing. What? That you get guilt trip for not wanting to have children. Oh, yeah. All <laughs> the time. Me and Johnny have decided to be child-free. You know, we don't want to spend our life raising children. We just want to spend our lives together, traveling. Even if we don't travel and we move to another state, which I know you don't like, but... You're not good moving. Happen, sorry. No, you're not. <laughs> um, and retiring somewhere, you know, it's just... We want to do it child-free. Yeah, we see friends. We see you know people that have children, and we don't want that. And that goes back to you want you want to do that because you want it, not because it's the norm, right? And I was just having a conversation with my friend Amanda yesterday, and I told her about you because she also doesn't want to have children, and she was just like, "It's just not for me," right? And people, she said she had a conversation with somebody. And they told her, like, oh, it's the child's responsibility to take care of their parents. But I was, and I was like, wait, what? what? She's like, yeah, I had this debate with, with a friend of mine and saying that if you have children, it's their responsibility to take care of you. And that's where, where people go wrong here. Right. We it, didn't ask to come into this world. Exactly. exactly. So why should I have to be responsible? I'm not saying that I wouldn't take care of my parents if needed, but it shouldn't be expected. Oh, and they tell you. You don't want anybody to take care of you when you grow up? I'm like, no. Yeah, like for me, I do want to have children because I want that family environment and I want to have holidays and stuff like that. I mean, maybe it's not in the cards for me. I don't know yet, but I I warm up to that idea, but I didn't know that for a long time. Right. And you, I think you were one of the first people I met that was like, oh, I don't want kids. And it took me a while, though. because Yeah, my, you would go back and forth In my a early bit, 20s, right? it was, I do want to have kids. I'll wait till I'm married. I got married. And then I'm like, ooh, oh no, kids are not for me. And then once my sister and sister-in-law started having kids, it was like, oh, this I want to cool. be the best aunt and uncle that we can be. And honestly, like, I think we talked about it a couple of days ago. We are legit. We are happy where we're at. We don't feel like we're missing anything in life. I'm like, all we can do is just continue to add value to our lives by being together, traveling. We don't want to travel with kids. We don't, I mean, no offense to anybody that has children. No, definitely. I'm like, you guys are superheroes for wanting to raise children. Yeah, imagine if you're I can't even keep a snake plant alive, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I am a plant killer. Kelly, you know you're a plant killer too. <laughs> Shout out Kelly. She's a good mom though. Yeah, she's a great, great mom. But I cannot, I, I cannot do that. I don't want to raise children. I Maybe I'll be a, I would have been a good mom. Probably 100%, but I don't want to experience that. Yeah, and you shouldn't have to feel bad for not wanting that. That's why there's a lot of us that have promise because we come to this world and are, you know, people are just, they're so used to get married, have children, then they're going to have kids, and it just keeps going and going. And it's like, like you said, it, it's hard for us now to break all these generational curses. Yeah. Because you want something different in your life exactly. and it's like whoa what are you doing this yep. is not what you're supposed to do right that's why i say it gets lonely it, it gets really really does. lonely so with all of that we'll say don't feel bad at all for saying no and for breaking those generational 
purses. And don't feel bad for making yourself a priority first. Don't put yourself on the back burner anymore. Move yourself up to the front right burner, which is your favorite one. Yes. I'm like, how do you know? <laughs> I know, girl. <laughs> and yeah, don't. And be selfish forever. And selfish is not bad. It's not bad at all. It's not a bad thing. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. And follow us on Instagram. Follow us. <laughs> follow me on Instagram <laughs> at Unbreakable Latina. Have a great week. Bye. Bye.